Hi, and welcome to the Black and White Podcast, where we speak radical grace, raw truth, and real hope in a gray world. I'm your host, Denise Pass, with my fun co-host, Micah Maddox, and we are excited to have you with us today as we celebrate Easter. This scripture sums up so well what Easter is. 1 Peter 1, verses 3 through 4. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. He is risen. He is alive. Happy Easter, Micah. Happy Easter, Denise. Thank you. Easter is a wonderful time to just remember to remember what Jesus has done for us on the cross, and then to live in the resurrection, that He is alive and He is in heaven. And, you know, as I kind of walk through a season of life where my dad is really struggling through cancer, Mm -hmm. and um, we are living that day-to-day life where He may go to heaven Mm -hmm. soon. And you know, people say, oh, heaven is so much sweeter when your loved one passes and all of this. And that's so wonderful and it's so amazing. But I really think that we miss it because Jesus is the reason that mm. heaven is so sweet, right? Yes. And mm. I, I'm learning that Easter isn't something that we just need to celebrate once in a while. It's not just something that come, you know, springtime, we're going to get out the Easter basket, baskets and we're going to get out the little bunnies and decorate, <laughs> and put our cute flowers up. But it's really something that we can celebrate every day. I love that. Because I think so many times people focus, you know, I know growing up, I went to church, you know, I was the the priester. Uh, Christmas and Easter, you would see us don the doors of the church. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't really know the Lord, you know, but Easter was this holiday. But I love the thought of what you said, that it isn't every day. It is a lifestyle. You know, over the years, I've tried to find ways to provoke an authentic celebration of Easter because we're handed down a lot of things in our culture. This is how you should celebrate this holiday and that one. But where my children would be in awe of God and where I don't get so busy that I forget to celebrate the real reason for Easter— You know, we've got the Easter bunnies, we've got all the different holidays of the year, you know, Santa hijacked Christmas. (laughs) I don't want the bunny, you know, (laughs) to take Easter. Most of the bunnies are really creepy, (laughs) right? I always eat their head first. (laughs) But anyway, I digress. We got onto chocolate people and that's a problem with me. But we've done the resurrection rolls, you know, where they're empty inside, and that's mm-hmm. kind of neat. And we watched, you know, after they rise, they're empty. We watched movies to inspire us to remember how great our salvation is. We've read devotions to usher in the season of Easter. What are some things that you've done? Yeah, Denise, I fail so much in this. You know, I feel like I'm not I'm not the super Pinterest mom that gets it right when it comes to holidays. I'm like not this. either. It's so bad. So with um, with any any holiday, Christmas, Easter, or you know, if you spread it out and you're going into the other smaller holidays, President's Day and things like that, sometimes I just feel like I miss the mark mm. when it comes to celebrating. But but where I feel like maybe I get it right once in a while is with things like Christmas and like Easter, when we're celebrating Jesus, I really try to implement these things 
throughout the year. Yes. So as we talk about Jesus who came at Christmas time, or when we talk about our risen Savior, it's something that we talk about throughout the year. Mm. So it's not just something that, oh, now for Lent, we're going to give something up and we're going to focus on God right now. No, you know what? We have stuff we need to sacrifice every day. We have stuff we need to give up Amen. all year long. And I don't always get it right. I mess it up and I don't always make, you know, the cute little rolls where, <laughs> and, you know, open it up and it's every empty. day. Let's make right. the rolls. <laughs> you know, I, I don't do it in that way, but more in conversation, mm-hmm. I guess, around our kitchen table. That is a really big part of our life. Yeah. And just last night we were sitting around the table and my daughter says, I love this. I love this time when we can just sit around the mm. table. And I thought, this is where it's at. This is where those conversations happen. This is where we talk about the Lord. This is where we talk about our day and what has happened and how we can live out the truth of scripture yes. and who God is. Mm. So so that's I wish I had some cute, you know, website that you could go to and really do a fun activity with your kids for right. Easter. But that's just not me. <laughs> right. Well, and I think that really what today's podcast is about is that resurrection life mm. all year long. And my fear though has been that we forget why we're living this life. And that's why those holidays are important to mm. kind of bring us back to the basics of why we believe what we believe and why we do want to get up and have devotions every day. And, you know, hearing you talk, I have to tell you, I it brings back such memories of all those times around the table. And I say memories because now that my kids are like four in college, I don't have all those times like I did before. And you know, I feel sometimes guilt, like, oh, we got to somehow still have Bible time. Maybe I can call them while they're on the college campus. <laughs> FaceTime, FaceTime. <laughs> Which we do. Um, and I ask them how their walk is, but it's different. And it's mm. supposed to look different. But I have fond memories of that as well. I don't, I don't think we can comprehend the awesomeness of this resurrection life if we do not, though, first see our need of it. First, it is to understand that Christ died for us while we were still sinners. And I I always try to come back to this truth because we get comfortable in our walk with God and we think it's us. Mm-hmm. We kind of take the glory for it or, wow, I'm a good person. But Romans 5, 8 reminds us, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is hard for us to understand. I don't think that we considered ourselves enemies of God. I mean, I didn't. I try mm-hmm. to be a good person. Mm-hmm. How do you process that? Yeah, you know, this reminds me of the verse, you know, you can't um, you can't love the world mm. and, and to love God. And, right. You know, those who love the world are enemies of God. Mm. And I wish I had the reference right here where I could share it with you, but it's not coming to we'll mind. We'll put it in the notes. But, okay. <laughs> um, but I really think this is another one I just— God is just so convicting me about my children, about my kids. Mm. I'm just in that I'm in the thick of that season of life where my kids are being molded and their minds are being shaped. And I know they always are, but with my kids being, you know, between the ages of 2 and 11, they are just being formed and they are soaking up everything that they are experiencing is forming who they will become. Yes. And so as I think of this, I think, man, 
I need to do a better job of showing my children that unconditional love of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So even in their sin, I need to show them what it looks like to love. It's easy to correct, right? Right. We're doing that all the time, (laughs) it seems like, feels like. We're correcting all the time. But along with that correction, do they know that there is unconditional love, where they could always come back to mama or they could always come back to dad and say, you know, I messed up, I did wrong, but I know that I'm going to be accepted mm. and loved, not in a con- not like a condoning sin way, right? No, but in a I love you because of you. And I think that's really what Jesus does. He shows us, I loved you even in your sin, even in the, the dark, even in those hard times where you're away, he's always there, willing, ready to accept and to love. Amen. You know, I love that. And I, when you were talking, I was remembering when they were little and things like, you know, don't stick your finger in the light socket were my biggest <laughs> concerns. <laughs> oh, if only that was our oh, only concerns, right? <laughs> let me tell you, navigating like the dating scene with your kids is not for wimps. Oh. Um, but you realize the sin issues... Okay, so you know we say, oh, all sins is sin because all sin falls short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. However, if my kid, you know, uh, takes an M M&M and M out of the dish, you know, and that's mm-hmm. a sin compared to some of the issues that you can have when your kids are older, right? Let me just say that, woo, there is that need to be that consistent voice in their life, but to provide what you're saying that unconditional love. And I believe my kids know and feel that because there's been those moments where I've wept. Mm-hmm. over some of those decisions they've made. But the beauty has been they've come back to me. Mm-hmm. And they're going to fail. I just wrote about this last night, actually. When our children fail, that is such an opportunity. It isn't, you know, the end. It's actually yeah. a detour mm-hmm. that they can grow through. So, And that's what Christ did for us. You know, by dying for our sins, He, he showed us this unconditional love while we are enemies. And I think... I don't ever want to get away from the reality because we can always think, well, that was the people back then who killed God. Mm. But, you know, it would have been us Mm -hmm. if we were back then because we, by nature, there's nothing good in us. Right. And that's hard because I'm a goody two-shoe and I like (laughs) I'm a pretty good person. But, you know, um, Acts 3.15 says, you killed the author of life, but God I love those two words, Mm -hmm. raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. In that very same moment where we realize that we are guilty, we are capable of doing that as well, our great God had a plan. And though it looked like defeat, he was purposefully dying for our sin, our guilt, our shame, to give us a life far better than the temporary one we have here on earth. And it's that resurrection life that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. It isn't just, oh, I got a ticket to heaven. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. As you talked about, you know, back then, way back then in the Bible times, what would we have done? Mm. I always think of myself like Peter. Mm. You know, I would have been the one to jump out of the boat. You know, I would have been the one to sit there and... No, I I love God, Mm. but then when I'm really pushed and pressed, I might say, 
I don't know if I do. And I just, I see myself as Peter and I'm like, man, I do love you, Lord. I want to do what's right. And, but I respond sometimes so quickly and, and so, you know, extremely, my husband mm. always says I'm extreme, <laughs> you know, <laughs> extreme, yeah. you know, and I need to re- rein that in a little bit. Um, but I wonder what I really would have been like. You know, I like mm. to, we, sometimes we have a better view of ourselves yes. or a worse view of oh, ourselves yeah. than mm. reality. And I wonder sometimes, who would I really have been? Would I have been in the crowd crying crucified? Right. Or, or shouting for Barabbas, you know, let him free. Let, let Barabbas go free. Keep Jesus. Right. Or would I have been one of his followers? Mm. I, I, I don't know. You know, it's so hard. We want to think the best of ourselves. We want to think that we would have been wholehearted. And when we see other people fall, we think, how could they? But, it, you know, it's but by the grace of God that we aren't shouting crucify. Amen. Right? Well, you know, they didn't have Dr. Pepper and Donuts back then. <laughs> Which I know is your great temptation. It's so true. You may it's have been true. one of the followers. I'm thinking if he chose you now, <laughs> he would have chosen you then. <laughs> but you know, some people might be asking, "Okay, I get this. I understand that Jesus died for my sins. I even understand that I'm a sinner. But life is hard. How do I live out a resurrection life? What does that mean?" If life is hard and things happen, circumstances, maybe even consequences for sin in our life, how can we live an abundant life? You know, this resurrection life that we're talking about, Micah, it's available to us, but we need to die to receive it. Mm. Die to self and live for Christ. You know, a lot of times we want to just receive the gifts. Yay, thank you, you know, for taking my sin debt. And now I'll just go on living the way I was before, and that's not the resurrection life. Mm-hmm. Romans 6, 8 through 11 says, Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with Him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over Him. For the death He died, He died to sin once for all, but the life He lives, He lives to God so you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. How beautiful that we can live Mm. truly in the resurrection. Mm. We can live knowing that we serve a risen Savior. He is on the right hand of God the Father right now, and we can live in that freedom that we can overcome sin. We can can say, get behind me, Satan. We can Mm. run from from that and live a life of resurrection. I think sometimes we we get mixed up and we think, "Oh, I just I just can't. I'm not Jesus." Right. I'm not yes. Jesus. I can't. I'm mm. not perfect. And there there's truth there, you know, we're not we're not perfect. We're going to fall. But the Bible gives us great hope that we can live in Christ Jesus and in Christ Jesus we can be free. Amen. I love that. And I love the thought that sometimes, you know, we want to make excuses. Mm. Because, you know, well, this is my struggle. And people can say this is my sin struggle. But the thing is, God loves us too much to leave us in our sin. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want us to stay there. You know, Easter reminds me of how my identity is now eternal and secure in Christ. If you're listening today, you can know that. I belong to God. You can belong to God. He gives us strength, grace, and power to live the resurrection life here on this earth while we wait for eternity. 
Being aware of our sinful condition apart from Christ and accepting His salvation, we can choose the grace of God in this life. What does living the resurrection life look like to you, Micah? You know, it's a daily dying to self. Mm-hmm. So it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy road. It's the narrow way. It's choosing the narrow way that Jesus taught about. And it's choosing, you know what, today I'm going to die to flesh. I'm going to die to pride. I'm going to die to the, the mm-hmm. lust of my own desires and I'm going to follow Jesus. Amen. And, you know, there, there's practical ways that we could give to apply that. But in everyone's life, they have to seek out the Lord and say, Okay, Lord, what do you have for me? Where do I need to die to self? And it comes down to the lust of the flesh, yes. the lust of the eyes, mm-hmm. and the pride of life. And we can pretty much wrap up sin in those in those three. Yes. But today you have been listening to the Black and White Podcast. The raw truth today is that we have all sinned and missed the grace of God. But the radical grace is that God covered our sins through Jesus on the cross. The real hope is that we can be born again in a living hope that never dies. Aren't you so thankful for Jesus? Yes. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. (laughs) You have been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth.